0: Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. What up? It's Andrew. What's going on? It's Matt. How are we doing, boys? How uh how's your how's your gaming week been going? You
1: know, I I'm starting to fiend, man. I just got just got back to the East Coast and I had to leave my PS5 over on the West Coast, West Coast, and uh, you know, I'm already jones and for for a little taste of that sony
2: <laughs> Okay, first off how dare no. you sir
0: man well yeah we we gotta say before we get into that we gotta say yeah give props to the absolute soldier for <laughs> you know taking a red eye home yesterday and and still having the energy to podcast the folks at home i'm saluting um and i and i, and I ask you too as well <laughs> Matt's doing the the the, the foppish british british salute so uh, absolutely uh, but yeah, I, I feel return. your pain, man. That's uh, that's pr- that's pretty hard to deal with. I've uh, I just finished a. I mean, I just finished playing Stray on my PlayStation, and I've moved over to a PC game, and I'm already like, I need my next, I need my next Sony For hit, real. man. So like, I, I need that, I need that dopamine rush.
2: Yeah, I'm still playing through Strangers on my PS5. I did have I told talked about it yesterday on Uncut comrades. Absolutely. You know, check, check out that YouTube. out. Uh, Friday nights at seven forty-five, 45,
0: yeah, or, or the YouTube channel afterwards, uh,
2: Eastern Standard Time, but uh, you- um, Twitch. But uh, uh, I had a Andrew, maybe this will help satisfy you a little bit. Uh, I had a PS5 crash actually, I had one of my first game crashes really on PS5. Uh, so maybe it'll help you not miss it as much, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Strangers of Paradise just had a moment. Uh, I turned around and everything froze and all my inputs stopped working. So I did the uh, the, the last resort force wow. eject the disc.
0: Would it not even let you like return to the home page like the PS the PS home page? Did it restart? Like
2: controller was doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the PS5 didn't even shut off. It basically like generated the crash report for the game. and It was like something went wrong in that like well like send this ahead and then like it was fine afterwards i played it right again after uh but like it definitely was like okay like there, there it is like like two year, almost two years into like the life cycle and like yeah of course i'm gonna have like, oh yeah it's a gaming device so there'll, there'll be stuff like that
0: how long are you looking about at not having the playstation how, how uh
1: I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna be
1: uh I'm I'm going back a, a generation for about yeah a little bit more than a month now so I'm gonna I'm gonna be rocking the PS4 missing my haptics Oof. gonna try Oof. and gonna try and do the remote play we'll see how well that goes I don't think it's gonna be all that enjoyable Oof, what is that no
0: is that is that like streaming
1: oh, no. stuff essentially
2: yeah you can stream from a PS5 to a PS4 as long as they both yeah. have an internet connection.
1: So it just emulates the, it turns on the PS5 and like emulates it
2: on. Yeah. You're basically, you're basically doing a virtual window with a PS4. I I would be so
0: paranoid. Yeah. You're literally on the opposite side of the country that like. It's going to be so slow. Well, I'm just afraid that like, you know, that it would never turn the, the PS5 off. And you'd you'd get back a month from now, and the thing is just like a molt, a, a molten mess. <laughs> fire. Fortunately, I do have
1: it set to auto, like an auto right, right, rests yeah, if yeah. nothing happens after like sixty minutes. So we'll be good from that perspective. Yeah. And I got it on a I got it on a uh, um a surge protector too. So like I was a little initially concerned about that, but protected from that, with that fine. now. So I'm good.
2: No, what I'm worried about is you're going to be trying to do this and play your game, and you're going to be hearing through your speaker like a, uh, like a foreign man playing Stray. <laughs> there was something on Reddit this morning about someone who was like, I was trying to play Stray, and I could hear, like, uh, I don't remember what country it was, like, some like a foreign person like playing Stray in my headset. Somebody mm, from Kyrgyz. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen.
0: All right. Well, we, we'll pour one out for for Andrew. Yeah. Um, you know, really, really. You, know, you when, know, when I'm
2: playing with my Steam Deck tomorrow, I will uh, pour one out. Going for you. back
0: to the Dark Ages here. Yeah, uh, the man is really, you know, really struggling. Um, I don't think anybody has has has, you know, sacrificed this much in history. <laughs> so uh, again, salute, I mean, salute he's right up you. there with some of the goats. It's, it's...
2: Goats of sacrifice. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, but before, before I, I appreciate we get, that. uh, for we, you know, we get the accusations, accusations coming through, you know, that we're all Sony ponies, and, you know, that we're just, you know, can't, can't get enough of that sweet, sweet, uh, play, playstation <laughs> action. Uh, let's just move right on into our first, our first, uh, major topic, but the, I guess the, the first subheading of today is it's all about industry consolidation. Um, things are moving along at a, at a, at a normal pace. Uh, You know, things are, are, you know, going ahead unimpeded by any quote unquote regulatory agencies. Um, But the first one being, you know, Sony completed its 3.6, 3.7 billion acquisition of Bungie. And, you know, we are, you know, don't let it be said that, you know, that we're not, uh, you know, say critical of that as well. That, you know, again, consolidation, no matter under whose banner it's going under, it's never a good thing. Never a good thing for us consumers it's not a good thing for even these studios like look at like the shit that bungie was i mean they've basically made sony be like you know they've like called sony's bluff but like let's talk about like the whole like the series of statements being made by different studios uh you know decrying the overturning of roe v wade and stuff like that and making uh, statements about what they will do and provide for their uh their employees S- like sony was like uh any studio first party or otherwise under our banner can't say shit and and bungie is like you know did call their bluff and said fuck you uh we're gonna do that but like for uh not that bungie is a small developer by any means but like you know uh a a uh smaller developers you know like being under the corporate banner, you know, sure has its infrastructure benefits, but also has you know plenty of uh, drawbacks as well. So it's not it's not really good for them either, in in many ways. But yeah, yeah, what are what are what are our thoughts about that? I mean, it's we've we've known about it, we've talked about it. We knew this one was going to sail through, no problem. It's too small. That's yeah. so funny to think about, though. That three point six billion dollars is small,
2: small. Yeah, the, the the scale of numbers when you get to that size is crazy. Yeah,
1: no, they they and it's definitely like this probably had no regulatory scrutiny of any sort because of and even at that dollar size, they they essentially you know just rubber stamp it and it's good to go. Like this is not in the grand scheme well, yeah, of things. Like
2: again. Look at look at what's happening right alongside it, like the size of that compared to this. Yeah. So like, why would we care about this? There's something else that we have to look, like theoretically, look at, be okay with anyway. Right? And
1: like Sony, even even before this, Sony was a pretty big investor in Bungie, if I'm remembering correctly.
2: So they had a like a weird partnership at the beginning of the PS4 with mm-hmm. original Destiny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. That had they had some some at least limited exclusivity for a while on on, on destiny. Um, But yeah, the, you know, this one just, again, the, the, the word that, you know, the, it's been, it's been approved. The, the purchase has gone through. Sure. There's, you know, technical stuff that will need to be ironed out before they're actually, you know, working under Sony management, but like, you know, that's basically all but done, but you know, Really not getting, you know, talked about a whole lot in press other than, you know, when the day it went through, you got a, your slew of articles just talking about it happened, it's done, what did we expect, nothing else. But uh, what, what I've just been seeing even more, uh, you know, day after day, and like, uh, it's nothing new is necessarily coming out, but I keep seeing basically the same pieces reposted. Um, you know, the, like, as you were alluding to, Matt, you know, the big deal in question, the one that like, you know, everything else is being compared to <laughs> now. And if it doesn't even, if it doesn't even approach it, then yeah, of course, it's going to get the rubber stamp approval. But, you know, the, we're seeing more and more, again, proving our predictions correct, that the Microsoft uh, acquisition of Activision is going to also, uh, but despite, you know, absolutely obliterating any type of record in the tech industry for this type of acquisition, is absolutely going to go through and people are saying that it could happen as early as next month. Um I was looking up I think it will actual, happen, right? It's not for certain because the the times the time limit may not have kicked in yet because so I was like okay. looking up the 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 uh the FTC's pre-merger and uh, uh the review process, the pre-merger notification and the merger review process. There are five steps we are technically in step three. The fifth step is basically, it's just like either it gets turned down or it goes through so that you don't can't even really count that one as this, as the real step, but it's, they've like, they, they went through the first few steps, filed the notice for the deal. Um, the either the FTC or the DOJ decides who's going to review it in step two. And then step three is there uh, there's like an initial waiting period and or they get to issue a rec- the whichever agency and in this case it's the ftc um gets to uh FTC, re- yeah. issue a request for additional information what is referred to as the second request um they did that they have made that second request for additional information we have heard we've confirmed it's been confirmed that Microsoft has complied with that request and has provided that information where there's a little bit of uncertainty is we don't know that Activision has done it yet. They are, they have to, they are obligated to do so. And I don't know why they would necessarily drag their feet unless it's will somehow let them, uh, you know, bury some other information (laughs) that they don't want seen um, which I'm sure is possible, but it's basically once, once both parties have provided that secondary bit of information the agency has 30 days to review it and if they don't uh you know strike it down and offer their objection within that 30 days the deal goes through so that's why everybody's saying oh it could be a month because we know now based on this date that microsoft has done has complied and provided the secondary information Uh, so long as activision has done it so we've got 30 days and and beyond that uh, we'll see, which honestly, if it does, the only thing that, and again, we're not, we're not, we're not admitting any, we, we never admit defeat here at Campaign Comrades. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, our, our speculation, and I mean, it was based on larger industry stuff that, yeah, the deal was going to go through, but we thought it was going to be sometime next year. Yeah, this um, has been quick. It's been fast as hell, which again, is never a good sign in terms of the regulatory
2: Pass it through, boys. Yeah,
0: it's literally just, nope, okay, let's get it done with. Like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Just the speed in and of itself makes me
1: think that Activision's probably submitted this stuff at this point. I, w- I would be surprised if they're, they're dragging their feet. Bobby, Bobby Kotick's got a nice check waiting for him. He's not going to slow that down.
0: Yeah, the only thing I can possibly imagine is if, like, there's some some way that their lawyers are, are being like, yeah, like, uh, if we like, you know, maybe like we need more time to give them a absolute mountain of information that cannot possibly sift through in 30 days. Yeah. So that way we can hide some shit in, you know, like, so we can, you know, they can cover their legal basis, their legal basis and be able to like, yeah, we provided everything that we had to, but like, uh, yeah, the bad stuff that would have maybe, uh, you know, raised some red flags or caused the, the, uh, buried you know, with, in thousands with of pages yeah would, yeah would be yeah absolutely buried in that so i wouldn't i would not make that that's i would fair. Not say that that that's out of the realm of possibility that's that, fair. that activision lawyers would 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 uh try to do as much as they could to you know insulate the company that's that's because again they want the deal to go through no that's not yeah. obviously they, they want the deal to go through Wilds else but they have accepted it um but uh that's the only reasoning i could i could i could understand with why they would drag their feet at all
1: but like i don't even think i mean this review is more based around uh the ftc protecting the consumer right like this is more about anti the our current view of antitrust um not to step into mike's territory because i have no real knowledge of it but like i just think they're not going to care if like the business doesn't Align like if if Activision's numbers are found to be, you know not aligning with the price microsoft paid like that's not really what the FTC is analyzing they're not analyzing the merits of this on a business basis they're analyzing this sure. on you know what's the impact to the consumer from an antitrust
0: perspective it's
2: not a monopoly they're the third biggest nut so yeah it's not, exactly not a, not a
1: monopoly not a monopoly it's
0: yeah it's it's got to be i mean yeah you are correct that's the only thing is is if if there's some evidence that activision would have that there, if they were to remain independent, that the prices of their games would be low, the same or lower. It's right. the, if there's any evidence of what they give that if they go to Microsoft, that they're you know that that the, the things that they're selling would be more expensive, that's what's going to trip uh, the antitrust. Because yeah. like, yes, again, not to overly the simplify FTC. the things that that you know our, our legal expert um, would have much more detail on. Um, is that's the case is how is how uh yeah. or is to as to how um antitrust works in in our current situation in our current uh yeah in the, in the in the in the the current understanding of it it's like it's purely about yeah. uh, it's purely about price price paid out really about price wow. and like
1: and the ftc doesn't give us two shits about if this like is actually a good business deal for either no oh, no not
0: not not, not not nothing whatsoever is that on their radar, um, yeah. So we'll see if, if you know a month rolls around, see if anything has come from it. But uh, yeah, don't get your hopes up that you know this is gonna that any anything uh, is gonna keep this from going through. I I think that Microsoft has too much too much spending power of their own to uh, you know not let much this go through. Political clout too. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. But uh, it's not just video games that uh, that are seeing uh, massive consolidation. Uh, the tabletop gaming industry is seeing it as well. Um, one story that stuck out to me this we past week is, is uh, the virtual table, the, the like basically singular virtual tabletop service. Um, sorry to any Fantasy Ground fans, you don't count. Um, <laughs> it's uh it's it's roll i, I know some
2: fantasy grounds sickos yeah
0: no it's it's i mean from what i understand the interface on fancy grounds is better but you know everybody's on roll 20 i hate the interface for roll 20 it's literally like working in windows 98 um it's it's really it's strange. a, it's a c- it. classic design interface
2: okay Sure, sure let's call it that um uh d d d beyond supremacy yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, who knows which that now that that's been bought by uh, I mean, I don't know, I never knew why that wasn't a because it was always you know officially licensed, and it so always why, felt
2: official, yeah.
0: I don't know why it was, ne- it never was, but like, yeah, that was that was a, a long time coming. Um, but yeah, so but Roll20 again, the massive virtual tabletop, millions and millions of users across the world. Um, they have entered into an agreement to purchase uh, one bookshelf. The parent company behind Drive Through RPG and the DM's Guild, the the two major uh, online marketplaces for um, third party, uh, in particular, fifth edition content, but also you know other RPG content as well. Um, the it, it's uh, so they they are yeah they're proposing to merge still even though again these these companies are relatively large and uh have a lot of weight to throw around within the industry the industry itself comparatively is small enough that nothing will stop this from going through at all that was never i didn't even hear anything at all about that being uh remotely a possibility it's basically like yeah it's done already uh is is what i've heard but um well, the the other thing there is, I think, the
1: uh, it's there's like dollar thresholds. I think to kind of where those sorts of um, FTC, DOJ investigations or whatever you want to call it, kind of kick in. So that could also be part of it.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I as but as like the, at least the uh, the original tabletop gamer here in in the. Uh... In the group, I will say I'm not feeling too great about this. One bookshelf, it had you know over the past months and maybe even in, within a year or so, like the last year or so, has you know really been doing some kind of sketchy and, and really bad stuff with like implementing stringent and harsh guidelines on its creators. Um, which oftentimes have been used to target marginalized creators uh, for for quote unquote violating community guidelines. So one of the ones that really sticks out in my head was like um, several queer creators had to like pull their uh, pull their stuff because you know the artwork was too provocative. Because uh, but then wow. you know the that's lame. But then but then like you know they they allow artwork with like you know basically entirely nude female characters and you nothing know, i i don't like the phrase you know for the male gaze but that essentially what it was you know like for the, the 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 heteronormative um appeal you know was that's not considered you know like against the community guidelines only gay stuff you know is is bad and so like that that was a big thing that was like over a year ago at this point um that was yeah, some, some bullshit but
1: that, i mean they are of, trying to uh you know take over western culture and ruin uh-huh, our values uh-huh, so
0: uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah uh, disney is queering our culture
2: they <laughs> are making the freaking frogs gay. Hey,
0: man, like as someone who actually studied queer theory in grad school that would be good if that if that was actually true yeah it's not uh but it's not um but the latest one, this one like came out like a like this was like last week or something or a week or two ago. It it didn't make the it both didn't somehow didn't make the cut and also didn't make the the, the, the second cut for Uncut Comrades. Again, go check go check that out Fridays at Twitch at campaign underscore comrades or on our, our YouTube channel. The uh, but so this one was uh, an anti disparagement policy. Uh, where it said, uh, and I quote, "Publishers who make derogatory or defamatory statements on social media about one bookshelf or our staff may be subject to modification or termination of their publisher account." And it's just like uh, something about that doesn't seem a little doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem very
2: cool. There's like you know, no, you, you can't criticize. Yeah, us. you can't
0: say bad things about me. I'm very fragile. I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm in a fragile emotional state make me do things to myself. Uh but uh it's it's really it's really sketchy and and it's it's sad to see. So like it's obviously not good that say these these uh these entities were you know like again like I said held a lot of sway to begin with you know within the industry. It's like if you if you don't abide by those community guidelines of one bookshelf, good luck selling your content as an independent creator. Yeah maybe you could do a Patreon but like you're, you know, that's, but that's where all the the sales get done. It's right. like on DMs Guild and drive through RPG, you know? So if you run afoul of them, that's really bad. And, you know, rule 20, like I said, has such a large player base that now bringing those together, you know, obviously you've got, to, you've got to play by the rule. You got to play by the corporate rules or else, you know, good luck trying to, you know, scrape a living. Off of this as a small creator. And, and
1: that's where like, and this is where the, the the failure of like some of these antitrust laws, I think is so evident, like, shouldn't be about the price, it should be about being able to control a market in the marketplace, like, which is right, what you absolutely. just de- described, like they have, they are essentially gatekeepers to
0: everyone who wants to be a part of right. this. Yeah, who gets like, yeah, they get to the final say on who gets to be successful in this industry. Right which is already hard enough. Right.
1: Yeah. There's already so much competition, even on its own. Like you don't need uh, someone else to purposely make it
0: harder for you. So solidarity with small creators. Um, Hopefully you're able to, you know, put out the content you want and, you know, not, uh, uh, you know, but just be careful. Don't disparage one bookshelf. Don't, uh, don't say naughty things about them. (laughs) And no, Uh, and no male nipples yeah yes yeah, no that was it that was the thing that was like the big thing it's like they had like they had there was like a gay like uh um uh ooze creature that had like so it was like you know obviously like some basically like some ooze twink that had like uh an ooze tentacle I'm going and like Slimer. caressing, caressing a, yeah. a nipple and it was just like they're like no 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 this is too risque this is like children are on this site you know like and then, like again, yeah. Like, but
2: look at this sexy teeth. Yeah. So
0: yeah, look. Yeah, look at this. Look at this, like yeah, sexy uh, demon lady. Um, yeah, look at this succubus who's like, you know, coming to steal your soul. Uh, you know, just like you know, complete with like complete full frontal. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, yeah,
2: that's cool. That's cool and good. Oh man, shit's wild. It's it's, it's wild out there, folks. Well, yeah. You, remember, you can't criticize them, but you also uh you should be thinking about how you monetize your uh Uh your game when you're making it immediately Uh right that's the only thing that matters (laughs) yeah
0: that's uh absolutely and that's what that's where that's what we're getting to next uh uh, let's let's just go with that one uh um microtransactions man uh just when we thought that they were gone or you know relegated to mobile games uh they're coming back they're coming back with a vengeance Uh, they're they're here for your wallets they're here for your, your your dollars and pennies uh and and man that that's just gonna rack up fast but uh, yeah, Matt, you're referring to the former EA and current Unity CEO, John Ricatello. Riccatilio. I don't, I don't know how he, um, doesn't matter. Yeah, some, Ita- some it. Italian bastard. Yeah. Um, uh, so he, uh, he, he made some waves, shall we say, with like, being generous here, poorly worded defense of, of, uh, of the practice of microtransactions and stuff.
1: I think this man was just trying to get fired
0: yeah <laughs> i mean like i'm um, i mean but we'll of course he, he sees no the board the board doesn't care but no. the only people who could fire him yeah are the board and and they don't uh care. you know he, he brings he's bringing in the dollars so that's all that matters mm-hmm. um but his uh, the
2: coverage is good coverage
0: you're actually you're really not wrong about that in this sense but he's like talking about how you know micro like he's basically speaking up and defending microtransactions um and said that while those who avoid implementing monetization early on in the creative process are some of the quote most beautiful and pure brilliant people they are also some of the biggest fucking idiots just like uh, literally telling
1: <laughs> on himself for what he cares yeah. about and it's just money it's only money he doesn't care about anything else <laughs> he,
0: he went on to argue in his first quote-unquote apology that his point was that monetization strategy should be implemented early on in the development process that like if uh you yes. know it's like that that it's sh- that it uh you know saying like that no creator that you've seen like doesn't want their game to be like you know put in the hands of players and how part of that goes with uh getting people to pay for it you know
1: no i think um, what fuels my creativity is purely how i can monetize off of it and nothing more mm-hmm. it is the foundation premise around anything we should create
0: yeah why not why not instead you yeah, have like manipulating people into you know not realizing how much they're paying for your product uh thinking that it's a good deal rather ha- like you know create uh, an interesting and immersive world that captures somebody somebody's imagination no. uh you know you'd be surprised that that could sell games in this world in this in this economy never yeah i doubt it i have this next this next quote here uh I've seen great games fail because they tuned their, their compulsion loop to two minutes. That's it's the, it's the word compulsion to me. It's just like, uh, you might as well, you might as well call it, you know, call what it is. Coercion. Um, it's like, so their compulsion loop to two minutes when it should have been an hour. Sometimes you wouldn't even notice the product difference between a massive success and a tremendous failure. But for this tuning and what it does to the attrition rate, there isn't a developer on the planet who wouldn't want that knowledge. And it's just like I think you're confusing developers with executives. Yeah. No, you don't understand.
2: They're paying for it, therefore they're doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why. Have you Have you, you never have, met these types of people? We haven't learned
1: that yet.
0: <laughs> uh so he had to again I, I just said it but he had to issue like basically two apologies because the <laughs> first one was was so bad he had to then issue another one but so the he reacting to you know the immediate and uh yeah absolutely predictable backlash um he you know was saying oh the the you know all the re- the, the reports on it were just clickbait and people cutting his words out of context um but you know, he said, "Deeply sorry if what I said offended any game dev," um, which yeah, Great. didn't help very I'm much. Sorry this- if
2: you're offended.
0: Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the, yes. the thing. Is what it says. Like you know, it's not actually taking ownership of you know the fucked up thing you said. It's just like, uh, yeah, if you got offended, it's your problem. But I'm sorry that that happened. That you know, <laughs> you you read it that way. Uh, yeah, say saying sorry if people are offended isn't really the same thing as being sorry for what was said. So uh, that was a. Uh, the the pc gamer yeah, article literally that, said just that. saying he, he I'm, s- I'm saying just saying i'm sorry you feel that way <laughs> but yeah he then had to do a more robust apology where you know he basically did the i hear you i see you and did the you know i i i, I promise to do better so like this is okay. like the uh, you know
1: it's a you know it's a real apology when they say that yeah okay
2: there was, was like, like an old youtube sketch series where it was like uh Blank, crazy, pr- crazy celebrities like uh like PR agent, and it'd be like every time they would come up with something like, like coming up with an apology, and then like getting the call of like I made the apology, and then I did this. It's like, come on, man, we, we yeah, just fixed this. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man,
1: I'm just thinking uh, of the the BP South Park bit. We're, oh, sorry. we're sorry,
2: sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, pet- petting a seal. <laughs>
0: we're um,
2: sorry so
0: that was just like the first bit and so like he's not the only one you know you know the only exec to to be defending microtransactions of course uh was the Blizzard <laughs> boss uh is it mike yabara is that is that his name i know it's yabara's last name but i forget if his first name i think it's mike yabara maybe that maybe i'm wrong about that. either
2: way
1: dumbass yabara is, is the name i call him
0: whatever so the the boss of at at blizzard uh you know defend defended the monetization of diablo immortal uh his main bit of reasoning is that uh it's got a great score on the apple app store uh people really love it uh admittedly it does have a 4.5 out of 5 on the app store although apple apple quote-unquote gamers are fucking sickos that's the only type of that's the only type of it's the only type of game that they know that they know exist. but it's like the only number that i mean the only type of game that those people play are you know microtransaction laden fucking slop that's the only thing that's available on the app or
2: i'm more you know how many of those are bots yeah Yes. yes
0: yes
1: Or or how many of them are just like ten interns at Blizzard setting up accounts <laughs> all day every day just to rate? Have, have you the seen
2: game? Have you seen the images of the people with like <laughs> the gigantic like two by four rigs uh, holding up like dozens yes, of cell phones? Yes, yes. Like yes. they're like click farms essentially. Yes. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah hiring a, a a warehouse in Bangladesh <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um. So he, he's quoted as saying, the monetization comes in at the end game. The philosophy was always to lead with great gameplay and make sure that hundreds of millions of people can go through the whole campaign without any cost. From that standpoint, I feel really good about it as an introduction to Diablo. Uh, but I, I love that explanation because it completely sidesteps, though, the fact that... All I'm
2: picturing is while he's saying this, they're, they're filming him on camera. This is just a quote. He's swimming through a comically large pool of gold coins a, like a, a Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. McDuck
0: yeah, a Scrooge McDuck pool, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it completely sidesteps the fact that actual dedicated Diablo fans um, yeah. only play the game for the end, game, the end, for game, the end is, game.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what Diablo is, is. That's for yeah. actual players.
0: <laughs> you know, it's the PvP. That's, and that's what people need. And that's where the absolute ridiculous amount of money comes in. And as of like when this article came out, which is probably outdated at this point, it was making more than a million dollars a day since launch. Ridiculous. That's a huge of amount of money. So of course he's
1: defending it. He's yeah. making them
2: a shit ton of money. Yeah. Again, Scrooge McDuck pool. Just backstroke.
1: I, I like that they're like, that they just are openly admitting to uh, essentially using like a, drug dealers model they're like we're, we're gonna mm-hmm. give you a nice little taste and until the first
2: <laughs> yeah first hits free yeah but put, puts a yeah, little would, bit on the finger and, and rubs it on your
0: gums yeah, yeah. Mm, isn't that tasty yeah. don't you love that don't oh, you love that, love that little uh, you know endorphin that rush t- yeah. uh so I, this these next bits about uh microtransactions really kind of tickled me um there was the so the uh, findings and recommendations after a two-year-long probe into the, uh, the practice uh, in the UK, this, these, these results were made public. Um, so the report itself highlighted that there are both positive consequences of loot boxes, <laughs> good loot and progressing and improving gameplay and negative ones causing financial difficulties poor mental health and gambling problems one of these Uh, is not the same as the other yeah i was like i I think there's a little bit of an imbalance there over (laughs) over the good and the bad um so that was funny but that wasn't the real funny bit to me things
1: look cool but other people are becoming homeless because of it
0: yeah Uh, So, uh, according to the UK government, there is evidence from 15 peer-reviewed empirical studies that identified a stable and consistent association between loot box use and problem gambling, but the report said there are a range of plausible explanations that could underpin this association between loot box spending and problem gambling behaviors and that further evidence is required. It then follows up to say uh asking the industry to self-regulate oh, and what is good. how does that's the industry choice. Resp- that's a good it's like choice. how does the industry respond We're let's go sorry. to our next thing Hold on, they say i just, fuck, I just want to say that thing, get that bag
1: uh, i like that i like that they implied there that like no these people developed their gambling problem elsewhere they've just brought it to the loot boxes it's not yeah, the loot yeah. boxes because that's just you. where they're that,
0: it, this is just happens to be the place where they're losing their money yeah Exactly. If, you know, if, say if COVID wasn't the thing, they'd be at the at the racetrack. They'd be, you know, they'd be at the the slot machines. Uh, but yeah. So, what does the industry say to <laughs> self regulating? Uh, fuck that. Because our next one is the the live action skate game. Let's just call it Skate Four, even yeah. though that's not what it is. Live service. Um, uh, what did I call it? Live action. Live action. Sorry. Live service. Skate game. for the movie. Skate, yeah. Skate for- <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! That's um, coming now. Fuck it yeah you just uh, made that happen yeah lathe of heaven shit gonna make that reality but so there was a video published this week um that was uh saying that uh that the the game the, the developers were saying oh yeah Escape won't contain paid paid loot boxes or paywalls or something like that but then data miners dug in and and several reddit users uh you know posted posted the uh, absolute receipts.
2: sickos but i love them yeah,
0: they, they hey, when they got the receipts, you got it, you got to love them. They posted a bunch of uh, stuff from the beta uh, showing unlockables and product boxes. Uh, showing, they're not loot uh, boxes, guys, they're product boxes. It's different. It's yeah, we swear it's different, uh, but it's like a player allowing players to unlock clothing, customization features. Uh, they claimed it won't contain paid loot boxes, but it looks like, you know, you got to use an unlockable in-game currency, which, you know, probably then, just then has like, you just which buy. you then have to. Yeah, There's a, there's a, <laughs> that's why there's like multiple currencies it's like, oh, you you pay real money for gems and you use gems then you to get use the gems coins. Get, or...
2: Yeah, and the coins get you a SP. Yeah, in this now game, they're called the game. taps.
0: In this game, they're called taps. That's what you spend shit in um so yeah absolutely yeah the industry is like uh i think we're gonna keep going uh yeah so it's it's nuts man so like cannot trust them to self-regulate I, can't i mean you can't trust any industry to self-regulate but as we've seen like which supreme when World you case say self-regulate it was it was companies the, go
2: oh we will do everything we can and then but, immediately yeah. dig a hole in the ground and just dump all of their toxic fluids. Like, <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's what what's like. What, was just,
0: what I was just going to say though is like that. That's what's proving is like the the only. That's the only recourse that you know consumers are going to have is hoping that companies self regulate because we're finding you know, through say like another uh, you know Supreme Court ruling like the one with the EPA that's basically completely undercutting. Any regulatory agency's authority to yep. actually in- enforce um, regulations. So it's uh, yeah. Even if you you know you put something on the books now, five years from now, uh, you know when when Brandon is dead, RIP. Um, <laughs> you know the
2: uh, the
0: yeah yeah you guys hear yeah he's he's got the COVID 19 oh, yeah in good in Godspeed Brandon. Um, Godspeed. He's but, got uh, his
2: he's got his shots. He
0: should be. Uh... Let's go, Brandon. Uh let's go. Be that COVID. Um yeah, how do you think Kamala's feeling right now? She's she's like just you know, sitting there with with bated breath. You know, every it's like the memes like uh, you know, like uh every cough, you know, it's like her stone her, her stony valium valiumed out face is just going from you know dead, dead inside to like every cough, just you know, smiling, just like smiling <laughs> and then he stops. He goes back. He another cough and then he smiles and stopped. Absolutely deranged shit. Um, but yeah, so again, there's, uh, we have no hope that these, that these, uh, companies will self-regulate or even respond to the overwhelming community backlash because we see with our next thing, uh, our next major topic that, you know, has been a topic of of discussion many times before, but, uh, these, no matter how much, uh, fans say no, and no matter how much the market itself is fucking crashing, uh, gaming, uh, companies are and publishers are still full steam ahead with NFTs and blockchain crypto gaming. Um, we got GameStop released their NFT marketplace. People are still slurping apes apparently. Yeah, the apes have been slurped uh, don't you worry. I um, screenshot got- all your apes. Now you're <laughs> now you're broke. So I guess there there was I guess a little bit of uh there's you know some there's some positives mixed in here as well but f- but first, we got the the we got you know Square Enix again. they 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 remain the ones that are still just completely uh, you know just ignoring every single bit of uh, resistance from the community. They the first bit they they backed a Bitcoin gaming startup Zebedee, as part of their uh, Series B funding, which the, that startup got like thirty five million dollars. Um, un, undisclosed how much squ- of that Square. Uh, put in but yeah i wouldn't say a small amount i think square um, square is gonna be the first
1: uh company to align itself with el salvador and el salvador will make nfts their next official currency because yeah. B- bitcoins worked so well
0: for them the uh the uh yeah the uh the digital plus edition of uh cloud strife is going to be the uh is, you know it's going to be their their gold share. yeah exactly um so, yeah, that, that was the next bit that their uh, Square is selling physical figures of Final Fantasy characters. Um, the normal so, thing they do. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the one that they announced was the one was one for cloud is selling for 130 bucks. The figure itself looks good. It looks like a cool thing. You know, it looks they, like they, a nice, they usually
2: make some pretty good uh, figures for their. A nice, games. It's a nice
0: little statue. Um, but then they've got to tack on. Uh, That digital plus edition, which costs an additional 30 bucks and includes an exchange ticket that you can redeem for your NFT version or for, for an NFT and also a digital version of that same physical figure, which can be, quote, enjoyed on PC and smartphone. So it's like, yeah, you you get an NF, a digital so NFT I, I, version of the actual can, physical yeah. thing you already own. They're not even. I'm picturing separate. you could
2: just like pull up like a 3D model of it, like like spin it around with your finger on your phone. I don't even
0: think it's that. I'm pretty sure it's literally just a JPEG. And like it's like not yeah, it's not even a manipula, you know a manipulable manipulable. Uh, fuck it. Um, it's not even something that you can you know. Yeah, you can't I don't think change perspective. Yeah, a, a 3D thing. It's 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 purely just a JPEG. And like, that's all it is
1: but I'm confused. If, if, if they're selling these for $160 and everyone has, and everyone has one, like, how are right. you, how is yours value gonna different? ever increase? Like what? Yeah. How, I don't understand. How's that actually,
0: yeah. How's that actually work? Cause you, it's the whole thing is that it's false scarcity, right? If like, everybody, yeah. has I'm just sitting here the, thinking
2: like, I can take a picture of the physical model that I have and then I have it on my phone Then yeah, I can put it on my computer and then it's on my computer
0: But you don't have, you don't have the, you know, the, the proof that it's yours. Yeah. You don't, you don't have. I I hold my birth certificate in front of it with the receipt (laughs) and my my credit card. Come get me now. But yeah. Okay. It's not all bad though. It's still, it's still mostly bad, but not, not entirely all bad. Um, Who, who would have thought it's the, it's the, the Paul Rudd hot, hot ones. meme? Like, you know, who, who would have think we'd be (laughs) here? Uh, You know, not me um saying good things about minecraft Look at uh us now oh yeah who would have thought no not me uh but that uh, they came out with the one of the strongest statements i've seen saying no nfts um uh, that i'll read i'm not gonna read the whole thing but just a little bit here um they say uh and, you know it's, it's pretty certain terms there is a little bit of a a uh a caveat at the end but it's It says, each of these uses of NFTs and other blockchain technologies creates digital ownership based on scarcity and exclusion, which does not align with Minecraft values of creative inclusion and playing together. NFTs are not inclusive of all our community and create a scenario of the haves and have nots. The speculative pricing and investment mentality around NFTs takes the focus away from playing the game and encourages profiteering, which we think is inconsistent with the long-term joint success of our players. Last, this is follow that last sentence. I like that. I mean, I like the bit the the that it creates uh, a scenario of the haves and have nots. Yeah, that too. Um, um, but it's the of, of course, as Matt, I know you pointed out. <laughs> it says basically. In I'm the just next cynical sometimes that it, it is followed up with the assertion that they will you know keep reviewing blockchain tech in the future to see if it if it ever does. Fall in line with these these you know uh, listed values, um, and so uh, my my takeaway is here though is like yeah that's that's good of Minecraft like I do think that they are they're doing a little bit of uh, doing a, a little bit of their own kind of road pull here that like you know there's they're talking of you know inclusivity and building community and all that stuff is all well and good um, I just don't think that's really the reasoning behind it. And this is not no, a defensive is- NFT. This is not a defensive NFTs in any way, because pe- because the NFT, uh, you know, the NFT bros, the crypto bros, would be like, will kind of make this similar point that like, uh, you know, the whole point of blockchain and NFTs is to you know decentralize it so that the the profit that's to be had can be shared by you know the people and by creators that's not really what they that's also bullshit from yeah them, that they just want to be the ones who are being who shared are with profit. yeah yeah they don't want it to really be shared with everybody they just want to be the ones that, on top um but so yeah this is not a, a defensive it's a reverse or, funnel like, system guys. yeah yes. decentralized game uh, uh creation um uh, but it's the let's just be real here though like of course uh um they don't want uh they don't want people buying and selling you know their own skins and shit and various uh assets of course uh mojang doesn't want that to happen because yeah. they already do that they already you know make those things in-house and it makes them a shit ton of money 100 percent. why would they want to why would they want to give up control of that
2: no they, they absolutely will.
0: would never want to do that and and they would only you know embrace some type of you know, crypto blockchain tech, if it allows them to stay, uh, you know, to uh, kind of uh, control the output of that of that kind of content. Absolutely, and again, it's not a defense. That's not saying that NFTs would solve that, are going to, or in blockchain tech is going to, because um, we just we've seen that that that's not true. It's all about uh, imparting the the cost onto somebody less fortunate, less less uh, lucky than you are. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I, I do think it's. Another thing with
1: this statement to point out is like these companies, not all of them are as obtuse to the fan reaction. Um, and this could just be them seeing, you know, what's happened with the marketplace, how people are reacting to it and just saying it's an easy PR win for us to just say this now. It doesn't actually matter in the long term. Like, who gives a fuck if we say uh, 12 months from now, we reverse course. It doesn't matter. Like, they've not it committed to it anything. It hasn't hurt them. It, yeah. yeah it like, hurt it's hurt just them a PR win. So you got to definitely just take it with that grain of salt too, you know,
0: the only, you know, good thing that comes of it is the, the, the sway that, that Minecraft has over the industry at large. Yes. You know, it remains the like number one, most played game, you know, so if they're not adopting it, that's going to put a a significant impediment uh, to the rest of the industry adopting it. I would say. Um, I agree with you. That's, that's the i think the glimmer of of uh goodness that you can kind of take from that but uh so again while you you have some little good things but then again it immediately gets taken away um uh epic the epic uh game store uh then responded to this statement obliquely they didn't like outright reference uh minecraft or mojang or microsoft even i think in the in this but like the uh the ceo um and i i have their i always i'm having their last names but not their actual first names is it tim sweeney yes
2: yeah I think yeah so.
0: so man have you ever seen that guy's uh twitter avi it's just oh, like boy. the this this you know scrawniest nerdiest geeky motherfucker ever like just someone you want to throw in a locker
2: um <laughs> Um, but he... Uh, Sounds right. He, he conveniently, everywhere you see him, has a locker that follows him. Yeah. Thrown
0: into. Uh, so <laughs> his statement, though, it in just response floats was... floats behind him. His statement was, developers should be free to decide how to build their games, and you are free to decide whether to play them. I believe stores and operating system makers shouldn't interfere by forcing their views onto others. We definitely won't. And I'm just like cool. (laughs) So
2: there was this this point in time where Tim Sweeney was just, like, cool with everything, and now he's just kind of become a contrarian. So, like, anytime, like, Steam or anyone says something, he's like, we'll not do that because we're different. Yeah. Like, puts on his sunglasses. Like, I don't agree with that, so I'm gonna do this dickhead thing instead.
1: (laughs) No, he just believes in the freedom of
2: the creator. That's why he gives their games away for free. Uh
0: Uh-huh. yeah really does a whole lot for for their bottom line Mm -hmm. they're really you know they're really seeing real real benefits from that model um all right so there's that's that's a whole lot of uh of kind of shitty stuff um there's been good news though it's there's there there has been some more uh yay more positive things to celebrate um going on again lot of these things aren't set in stone yet they're 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 processes that are ongoing but i think we can you know as as uh you know as leftists be excited about and to things to support um we're seeing more labor action within the industry as a large uh, the industry at large as well as uh as well as uh you know um specifically at activision you know, one of the, you know, say the worst offenders of, um, you know, poor working conditions. Um, We're seeing uh, a lot of groundswell and it it makes a certain amount of sense, obviously. And and the organizers for uh, the QA workers at Blizzard Albany, the formerly Vicarious Visions uh, people, the studio behind uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games that was purchased and and dissolved by Blizzard, yeah, RIP, you know, they... In their kind of their press release stuff, they've been talking about how, um, you know, they were starting organizing around the same time, but like really picked up steam and were totally galvanized by the success at Raven. And so, it, you know, it makes sense that more and more are popping up localized to Activision um, because of that, you know, they, they see that it's, it's po- that, you know, they have greater confidence that it's possible. But before I forget there there was another another one that um, there was another one that popped up um, it's uh, a, a, a an indie studio has also uh, paved the way to to unionize as well a, a small indie company called tender clause um, and I think they're even uh, on a faster track because the, I'm pretty sure management has elected to Voluntarily recognize cool the union, so I don't think they're going to have to fight fight as well. That they're just moving on to the negotiation phase. I think that that's from from what I've read. We that love seems to be hear the that. Case. So yeah, it's it's not just these major ones, but uh, obviously the as again I was just saying these bigger studios uh, having these successful campaigns are obviously what are what is galvanizing and and pushing the. Uh, these other uh, nascent unions forward for sure. Um, yeah,
1: and I think we see this. We see this uh, even outside of the industry to some extent with uh, Starbucks and Amazon warehouses. Right. Absolutely. Having, no. Having these, more success.
0: These organizers. These organizers talk. Like mentioned well, them as well. We're we're in a sort new sort of movement. success. Some
2: new... one of those Starbucks there are a couple of those have just mysteriously you know like closed yeah. down and stuff. Unfortunately. Sure. Uh, yeah mystery Mm -hmm. Hmm. i wonder what happened i'm a really good detective and i can't figure it out trust me it's a real whodunit uh party boys are all in the case uh
0: so yeah so uh blizzard albany is uh a, a their qa workers have uh filed their vote with the national labor relations board um, like Raven, they are working with the CWA, the Communication Workers of America. I think so was Tender Clause as well. They seem to be now the go-to for it. But let's let's not kid ourselves. Uh, well, again, it would be so smart for Activision to take the PR win and voluntarily recognize them. It's not going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. Um, because let's let's see what, you know, Activision's response was the same as it was to Raven's. Uh, and I think even the, the verbiage is exactly the same. Uh, we deeply respect the rights of all employees under the law to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union. We believe that a direct relationship between the company and its employees is the most productive relationship. So, you know, it's clear what they think, it's, you know. That's just saying, no, 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 you, that's them saying union bad. Unions are inefficient. You don't want to pay those dues. It's like, we're a family here. A family a family who, who assaults and uh, harasses each other endlessly.
2: a family who harasses together stays together
0: <laughs> makes makes mediocre games together <laughs> that somehow make45 million dollars. Uh, but this is cool so, so the union is, is you know calling itself uh, you know uh, GWA Albany Game Workers Alliance Albany. Um, While they're waiting for Blizzard's response, one of the uh, associate test analysts and member of the organizing committee, committee, Amanda Levin, um, she is hopeful that there will be more unions within the company popping up on the horizon. She says, I would be very, very surprised if there are not already several other nascent unions in various stages of organizing. Um, and I think the more successes we see in the in the industry and at the company in particular, that yeah, we're gonna be seeing more and more. Um, so that's good. And, but they're, you know, they're they're uh and they're they're constantly pushing for more action here, you know. That's and that's seen actually in the next bit of you know, more labor action being done at Activision. Um this last Thursday, uh July 21st. So it will be last week when this episode comes out. Um, the uh, workers at four of the publishers North American offices California, Texas, Minnesota, New York which is where this new union is coming from um, conducted a walkout to protest the company's lackluster response to the Supreme Court overturning of Roe v. Wade we talked about it on an earlier episode when they were announcing that they were going to do this but they like so they timed this walkout to be like a, exactly a year from the filing of that first California lawsuit um, about the about workplace harassment but they are uh, you, you saw stuff about um, these workers are obviously they're they're demanding uh, you know the specific things revolving around uh, uh, you know abortion rights and uh, access to health care but then there were plenty of people in these walkouts that were you know have you know had signs and stuff that's basically like you know unionize the industry you know it's like they're they're setting their sights you know For the long term, so you know they're they're not none of these organizers are sitting on their laurels. So I think it's something to take a whole lot of uh, inspiration from and to see going forward.
1: Hundred percent, one of the few uh, one of the few bright
0: spots out there at the moment. Um, But for the specifics of like the what they're what they're demanding from the company in terms of like you know abortion access and stuff, there Activision is is very much uh, in line with other companies that are like offering uh, cash reimbursements for out-of-state medical care. There's something here, they're offering $4,000 in reimbursements. um, But, you know, they completely ignore the fact that such uh, activities still leaves employees open to legal, legal prosecution in their home state Mm. when they return. So uh, the, uh, a better ABK one of the you know organizations within the company that are you know in ad, the advocacy group within the company um, made this statement on Twitter saying travel reimbursements do not rem- remove workers from imminent danger our demands ensure that our workers safely affordably and legally maintain access to life-saving procedures like abortions and trans affirming health care um, so in addition to uh, making demands concerning uh, such health care they are also uh, asking for um, An end to forced arbitration, clear and transparent dialogue with internal committee uh, against sex and gender discrimination group, and a legal commitment to uh, labor neutrality, uh, like the one that Microsoft has agreed to. Um, And so, again, they're they're not, they're, they are using this as an opportunity, right? They are, I think their organizers are very savvy. And one, they're scheduling what they're, uh, you know, what they're asking for and how they're going about doing it. Cause we've seen that these walkouts are, are working what I don't know. And I didn't see it. It may have just been a one day thing. I kind of, it's, it's nothing as along the lines of what they did initially with the, you know, the, yeah. the, the walkouts at Raven that spurred the, the real organizing for the union. So we'll see what comes of this, but uh, again, they're, they're, they're looking, they're looking ahead. They're looking more, uh, you know, big picture. So good for them solidarity with all those at activision organizing both you know uh, publicly now as well as those that are you know still kind of under wraps and uh, you know keep fighting a good fight uh you know we here at campaign comrades we support you we love you smooches wow. <laughs> um yeah that's uh that's that's been some some good stuff coming we uh, see
1: you we hear you you are valid
0: you are indeed valid in our eyes um
2: but but not this next group
0: not this next group no never absolutely never uh our final topic for today it's we've been kind of like doing a little bit a little bit of similar stuff these past few weeks but it's just because the it's these it's the usual suspects man it's they're they're at it again um they can't help themselves yeah they really can't uh we're just constantly here though praying for like, you know thoughts and prayers well, I said
2: it last night didn't I like they're, they're literally doing like save us from ourselves because they want to yeah. be bots. so like, they're just like puking on themselves on the floor
0: yeah we are we are always hoping for the downfall of, of Ubisoft here they are uh, a dog shit company that is circling the drain uh, I sent you guys the the meme earlier like the you know the outlook for this you know it's just it's not looking good bro. It's, it's, it's not looking good. <laughs> um so I don't know, Andrew, if you had uh, a chance to look at that games industry piece uh, uh, over their financials. The only thing I pulled from it, because I'm not going to melt my brain yeah. going into it, is that their their earnings for, uh, you know, the first quarter of 2022 was down 9.8%, which I feel like.
2: I feel like, like an big, almost double digit percentage drop is like not insignificant. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's a
0: pretty big deal. <laughs>
1: no it's definitely not insignificant and i mean i don't know i haven't looked at what the industry results as a whole look like over the first quarter but i would be very surprised if there was anywhere near this level of decrease uh, especially with what we've seen um over the last couple of years with the gaming industry i mean maybe it's flat as an industry
0: but there's no way it's down I have read that it has, it has, it has gone down a little bit this year, this yeah over yeah, the past bit, not
2: almost 10% from,
0: from the COVID peak. Yeah. It's yeah. down from the COVID peak, but uh, nowhere near this bad. No, uh, everywhere no. else. But like, so and even you know,
1: comparing, there's... and this is even comparing to uh, this is comparing to 2021 even. So like, we're really, that's not even that's at that point, we had started seeing vaccinations and things like that, but, yeah, it's it's definitely. Are you
2: trying to make a correlation you, between people getting vaccinated and going outside? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> touching grass, touching uh, grass.
0: So yeah, but how is this actually affecting their production, though? Um, well, we found out uh, through a release of uh, through like an investor call. You know, CEO uh, Yves Guillemot has uh, you know broken the news that there are several major delays as well as several outright cancellations have been announced the biggest delay the you know the biggest uh ticket item that again none of us here at uh at the channel were surprised about whatsoever is that avatar frontiers of pandora has been delayed to this is the funny part sometime in 2023 to 2024 that is an exceptionally Decem- wide december
2: wide, 2024 uh, uh... December thirty first, thirty first,
0: eleven eleven fifty 1159 p.m. Uh, we see we 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 held our to our word, uh, but man, just why not just and say because still- they just don't want to say that you know uh, delayed indefinitely because that's you know that would then just that would be too much that would they, be too they don't want to say
2: like- it's definitely not a game right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, but he so yeah. Uh, Guillemot uh, blamed the delay for this one on broader COVID related production issues, as well as a desire to make the game as strong, a strong start to a new series. Uh, and, you know, fuck, they need it. You know, they, they really need it, particularly <laughs> with this. I mean, next I was delay. a little
2: surprised because I thought they were going to do everything to move Hell in High Water to get that game out this year for the movie. I mean, I told you because of the, w- the
0: the proposed release schedule for the the next sequels, they're actually fine. They'll be able to
2: capitalize off of a movie. Yes, but the, not the hype one. for this one is going to be different because it's been it's been seventy two years, Jack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're not wrong about that. You are not wrong about that. This was definitely the ideal. But yeah, they they totally need this to be you know a hit, an absolute you know banger hit that they're because, already
2: looking at making it into a franchise is what they also said right no, that's like, what they're
0: saying yeah no say the strong start to a new series yeah they, they need it to be uh something that's gonna stand the test of time because you know as they're showing they're they're the only thing that's still bringing in them in money is Assassin's Creed yeah.
2: um but they can't
0: e- they can't even keep that shit together they can't even like that that ship is not even uh you know sound uh the, the second major delay was uh that I guess is is technically speculation. Um, the the Avatar one is the only one that was confirmed as what is being delayed, but it's largely understood that it's it's their their uh, project R- code name Rift, which is yeah their uh, next Assassin's Creed game. No, nah, it was the ne- the smaller spinoff. It was it was the it was the one that was like gonna be like a a a Valhalla um, like DLC or something like that expansion but mm. then became a then became its own smaller game that uh they were they were like they were going to uh use that one that was meant to tie together the release schedule for the mainline games this was a smaller spin-off um but yeah no that's been delayed as well with no indication of to when that might come out so uh yeah they can't even they can't even like deal with the you know they can't even keep they couldn't the even give us care. a
2: 2023 to 2024 on that one yeah
0: but like, you know, say like the money machine is just not printing what it used to, if that's the case, you know, like they're, I mean, they're, we, we've seen so many bits that they're just fucking hemorrhaging talent. Many, uh, so many uh, employees. Uh, and yeah, they just want to be bought. <laughs> but they're like, there are plenty of employees that are like, you know, anonymously telling journalists that, uh, th- you know, they're facing fewer and smaller raises, there's less hiring, budget freezes. Um, and you know, that there's just a new wave of austerity that is, uh, sweeping the company, um, that's, you know, as they're like, they say that as, you know, they're bracing for, you know, a potential recession, but like, let's be clear. It's just because of shitty mismanagement and the creation of bad games. Let's be honest. Uh yeah. the games aren't selling because they're not good.
2: Um, Oh, it's not our fault. Other people are releasing good games and that it's, that's their fault. Mm.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the the Halo Infinite argument. Um but so then then we get to the ones <laughs> that were outright canceled. So we have got the uh the the Splinter Cell VR game and the Ghost Recon Frontline game, which was the battle royale influenced mul- multiplayer shooter uh that people, you know, were just play after play tests were just saying, "Yeah, it's a it's a shitty Call of Duty bad. Warzone with r- bad." Rip-off. Uh so yeah, those are just straight up canceled. Um, so uh, Guillemot made this, in, this, this statement, uh, in the current economic context, carefully and strategically managing our investments is critical now more than ever. You must therefore succeed in strongly limiting our spending to what is essential by questioning some of our habits and reflexes and by reinventing ourselves together to make gains in terms of cost, agility, and efficiency. It's just like, Ooh, I fucking love to see it. I, I absolutely mm. love th- that string of words there together. Um, because uh, yeah what what does that mean to you uh eve like what what uh you know, say who's uh who's being reimagined what's uh who's being li- whose impulses are being limited here uh definitely not yours definitely not you and in, in the board hey. for sure hey no he uh he
1: reduced his bones. gave up three hundred thousand yeah, dollars man uh, yeah, yeah oh i'm about? sorry oh, poor old guy he sa- uh, he <laughs> sacrificed just as much as all of those people who are about to Lose their job and benefits if they live in a stupid country like America.
2: We're gonna lay off all these employees, and I'll uh, I'll I'll take their salary out of my bonus in solidarity. Three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So, did you guys see? Did you guys see then this this next piece from from Ubisoft? The like completely tone deaf response. I think to a completely legitimate issue. Yep. But like the the phrasing of uh, a bunch of devs decrying the complaints of quote unquote entitled gamers, because um, again, let's be clear, the, what they were talking about is things like death threats and abuse and that kind of shit levied at developers who have absolutely no control of a game's release or its marketing. Completely unacceptable. Save that shit for the executives uh, in in Minecraft. Of
2: Save that shit for the lobbies where you're playing against <laughs> random people you'll never see again. Uh, Yeah, but just, oh man, that, 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 because again, they were, they're completely right. Yeah, like no, no
0: developer deserves death threats over there, even, even mediocre or bad game. That no one needs that. But like just the, the tone deaf nature of calling them entitled gamers is just like, you're asking, like you're, you're asking to get abused from that now. Like, you know, like that's just like spitting in the face of these rap, these, you know, these, these, you know, rabid wolves, like in, and then being like, oh my God, I got bit. Yeah, Like, like, oh, my God. It's just
2: like, oh,
0: I Ubisoft can literally do nothing but wrong.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> and frankly, I'd love to see it. Oh, oh, that reminds me. I didn't even put it in the notes. I heard some insider stuff that uh, people are saying that Skull and Bones, the, the other major thing that's so like the only thing that, that Ubisoft has left is Mario plus Rabbids <laughs> and, and Skull and Bones. And people are saying people on the inside are saying Skull and Bones is going to be dog shit. Um, they're saying that, like, oh no they're saying that like they're saying that like there's yeah maybe a, a a good smattering of different gameplay elements but that each element is painfully shallow uh you know let's <laughs> say so, like uh you know hitting, hitting how is that there. even uh-huh.
2: possible the game is what been been in development for like 10 years now yeah. like uh, development hell uh honestly i could I bet you it's shallow because they were probably just like fuck it. It's been in development for so long. We'll get so it out of here. We ship it. Be get it more out. Money. We're done they're, with this. We can't be spending more money on it. Although again, it's a live
0: service game, so they're trying. To, they're saying like, yeah, we're gonna support we it. have to spend for years money. to come. Like like, we're gonna have to keep spending money. But it's like, yeah, it's like in order to keep that uh, going, we got we got to uh, we got to convince they're,
1: some people. They're basically. opening a new. Uh, development studio in malaysia where there will definitely not be 10 year olds working (laughs) to
0: keep this game running yeah learning to code but yeah (laughs) learning to code all
2: i'm hearing is 10 year olds who know how to program better than we do (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: all right so the last little minecraft of course yeah the last little thing here though it's like that but that ties directly in it's like we know that these like you know these these uh big title uh delays and stuff like avatar are you know directly or uh, obviously a direct response to the uh you know the cyberpunk effect yeah you know and it's because we're seeing uh we're seeing you know stuff from inside uh Ooh, consequences their, their for our own actions Ooh. yeah but that that cd project red is still themselves still fucking reeling from from this and say like ubisoft is already in hot water so they cannot afford <laughs> uh, you know what? 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 Uh, CDPR is going through right now, where they went from like one of the uh, highest. Uh, People thought CD rated... Project
2: Red could do no wrong.
0: Yeah, they were like the the high one of the highest rated uh, companies on like the Polish exchange, um, but they have since lo- cratered and lost seventy five percent of their worth, uh, going from over forty billion uh, whatever Polish. Uh, Currency is Zlatoy I don't know how you pronounce that, <laughs> or would would say that um, to to uh, now less they've than lost, ten. They've billion. lost five sixths. Yeah, it's insane. They're, they've it's lost five sixths of their value. I mean so they're, they're still happened. pretty they're still pretty high highly rated in terms of their competition in Poland. Um, so it's like they're 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 not necessarily like you know in as dire straits as as Ubisoft is necessarily. Dire. but uh you know that's still incredible to see that level that level of loss you know and did anybody get fired for that did any executive lose their job for that no i don't don't think so so. no i don't think so no no one did how is that possible you know it's nuts i know why it's It's possible but like it's it's incredible uh but uh yeah that's uh that's it for today. I think that that was some uh, some some interesting th- things, some ups and downs. Uh, again, uh, we, we're sending only bad thoughts and prayers to Ubisoft and to to Yves Guillaume, uh or Guillemot and, uh, yeah, and Ubisoft
2: is just rolling around on the floor right now. It's seven o'clock at night. The party started an hour ago. They're puking on themselves. They're just like you know crying about how much they miss uh, miss Assassin's Creed from two thousand seven.
0: Yep, uh, like man, it's just it's so funny to me. Um, so yeah, hopefully eat shit, Ubisoft. Yeah, hopefully Arrest
1: they do eat shit, and their stock will be worth like a dollar fifty if they experience another another severe drop off in the uh, value. Buy the dip before they get bought out by like fucking BlackRock. Yeah. Oh, the hundred percent. There's no way they aren't going to be bought out at this point. They're trading at eight dollars. They were at twenty dollars in twenty in twenty
0: twenty one so um all right so that's all i had on the docket for today uh any plugs you boys got before we before we say goodbye none for me so we've already plugged the uh the twitch and the youtube channel go ahead and check us out though again we stream almost every day of the week at on twitch at campaign underscore comrades um i stream with uh one of my players From D&D, we talk about all sorts of just kind of like uh, gaming and pop culture stuff. Uh, Check us out at Blind Jacob on Twitch. Um, Saturdays is generally when we've been doing it. Um, But uh, yeah, much love uh, to everybody except Ubisoft. And... uh, we'll see you next time uh mike might be uh, from the grave at that point he might he might be on next week's
2: episode and we'll on see. the fifth day he has risen yeah
0: we'll see <laughs> um all right so, yeah by the time you're hearing this he'll have taken the bar so uh much much love so even though he's taken it still send the energy yeah absolutely all right all right gang Till next time we love you bye-bye bye
2: it's-